Hello and welcome to Famicast 63, your Famicast for the latter half of August 2015. I'm your host, Danny Bivens, and right now I'm joined by Mr. James Charlton. Hey, I'm a squid and a kid. <laughs> and by Mr. Ty Sugart. Hello? Hi. Ty? Where is Ty? Crap. Well, okay, <laughs> if Ty's not here, what about Cyrus Delaney? Top of the morning to your lads. No, he's not. <laughs> no, Cyrus isn't here either. Okay, yeah. well... I guess it could just be you and me for right now. If yeah, I guess okay. those losers can join in later. I guess. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah. Let's just go ahead and get started. Have another exciting show uh, for you guys here today. Uh, we'll take a very quick break right here. Try to figure out what's going on with these other guys, and we'll be right back after this short musical break. And we're back. And James, how about you go ahead and kick us off with new business today? Righty, righty. So, yeah, I've obviously been playing a lot more Splatoon. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pretty much addicted to this game right now. Uh, <laughs> pretty crazy. Every night I'm playing. Um, been playing with some uh, NWR folk. Um, mm-hmm. Played with Greg, oh, who cool. is a freaking monster. I heard him <laughs> on, on his first RFN. Well, not first, first RFN, but first since he came back. Right. And he was very, you know, <laughs> modest. He was like, you know, I'm struggling through, you know, I'm I'm not very good. I'm, a, you know, I'm a newbie. No, he isn't. <laughs> he's, he's a fucking monster, all right? <laughs> and well, talking of a- monsters, um, yeah, our very own uh, Matt Walker, Matthew Walker, Gypsy Otoko himself, mm-hmm. he was also playing. And uh, so it was me, him, and, and uh, Greg. And uh, a couple of other like listeners slash you know Twitter followers all playing together. It was good times. And Matt is also incredibly good. And because uh, <laughs> we were just playing you know regular turf war, you know randomized matches. So you know sometimes it was like uh, <laughs> it was Greg and Matt versus me and you know some randoms. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like pretty much every time that um, came came about i lost <laughs> <laughs> like how like, many how many points per game do they usually score in the regular turf war stuff uh i don't remember that kind of detail but oh, okay well probably I, I probably know. over a thousand one thousand you know that okay. kind of level okay. at least yeah and yeah but if it was if it was ever the me and me and matt or me and greg you know then i was you know winning so at least i've had one of them on my team <laughs> i seem to win <laughs> a lot more mm-hmm. that was good um, but yeah, good times. I think I'm at level 16 now, and uh, I've also been playing a lot of ranked matches, and uh, I'm up to B-, um, wow. which I was quite pleased with. I had lots of good wins in a couple of nights, you know, mm-hmm. uh, more wins than losses, so that was that was good times. Yeah. Uh, so crank through the levels. But um, this week, a new stage came out uh, called Flounder Heights, mm-hmm. um, which is called Hira, Hirame Gaoka Danchi. In mm-hmm. Japanese, mm-hmm. Um, Hirame is a is a flounder, by the way. Mm-hmm. In case <laughs> he was in, that's it's literal, it's a literal translation. Makes sense. But, but Danchi is a little bit weird, don't you think? Because um, you know, uh, Danny knows this, but like you know, Danchi is it's it's kind of like public housing, right? And it's it's kind of like I don't know in American English it would be the projects, or British <laughs> English it would be um, council flats. Mm-hmm. 
in British English, so it's kind of, you know, not a very positive word to use, you know, right. in a game, but um, whatever. And it is literally, well, yeah, if anyone's been to Japan or uh, has lived in Japan, if they see the design, it is exactly a danshi, you know. <laughs> <laughs> wherever you live, you're going to see a danshi, and they, oh, look, yeah. they all look the same, no matter which city, no matter which area you live in. Super cheap housing, anyway. But anyway, the stage itself is, is really good, actually. Um, you start off, like, kind of, like, on top of a, uh, you know, average high building, but you make your way through the complex, and then there's a really tall building in the middle. Mm-hmm. And the first week of the level coming out, um, pretty much all the ranked matches and all the turf wars involved that stage. Obviously, they want you to get used to the, um, the new stage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm still kind of, like... Yeah, that's the one thing I'm not too sure about is this kind of like the level selection. You know, is it switch out every two hours or something like that? Or every four, four hours, hours, right? Four four hours is a lot, I think. Like, because yeah. I only play, you know, I start playing maybe nine o'clock, sure. and then I go to bed about midnight or sometimes a little bit later <clears throat> uh, <laughs> if I get addicted. <laughs> um, so I'm only playing for like in a maximum of four hours, and I don't usually. Um, I think the time that I play is never the the switchover time. Very sometimes it is, okay, and, yeah. and, it, and it'll and it'll and it'll stop. You know the game, and it'll say you know time time to go see uh, what is it, Callie and Marie, right? And then update you with the new courses or what, the new stages. But um, that very rarely happens. So I'm on, I'm usually just playing the same two stages for that night, and then you know the the, the following night it'll be a different few stages, but. Um, yeah, so I played yeah, a lot of turf war and a lot of ranked matches, and with the new level being on both, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. you know, I played that a lot. Um, sure. So I should also mention the, um, well, we kind of alluded to in the last episode, um, I think I said, you know, the third ranked match but, uh, mode was coming that day, I think pretty much the day of recording, <laughs> the right, last right. episode, <laughs> and it happened, I think, maybe later that night. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's the uh, the Rainmaker mode. Mm-hmm. Which is a massive, you know, giant dragon, you know, blaster. Which um, you pick it up and you can you move very, very slowly. You can still, you know, be a squid and you know move quickly as as you would. But um, <laughs> you get this huge icon on your head, basically, and you can see this icon, this this dragon icon, from wherever you are in the map. So people can see you. From any point, even it, through you know, walls and stuff, even through walls, yeah. Okay, you can see it, at, and even if you're in ink, if you're a squid, if you're you know human form, doesn't matter. You can see, huh. so you are pretty much a target. Mm-hmm. So, but obviously, it's incredibly powerful. You know, it it's kind of works a bit like the um, the uh, the rocket launcher. You know, the kind of the sends the whirlwind of ink right across. Don't know if you ever had that sub weapon, um, but uh, it's kind of like that, but even bigger. It's like mm-hmm. it's massive, you know. You can take out four people with one shot if you wow. charge it up fully. <laughs> but the problem is because you're moving so slowly, you have to rely on your teammates. And mm-hmm. um, so you basically, what you have to do is you just—it's the same as the, uh, you know, kind of like the tower match. You know, you just have to get to a point on the map. Mm-hmm. But this time, you know, you can obviously just walk with the weapon to that point, and it's kind of just like a raised surface that you have to step on, um, and then you win immediately. That's it. Game over. Mm-hmm. Um, if it times out with nobody on the state uh, on the platform, then you know it's whoever's closest. Okay. This okay. is out there, I, and I've had some pretty intense matches where it's like eighty-five to eighty-four, and oh, I've man. just won by one point. It's crazy. <laughs> 
yeah yeah cool. and I, i've yeah i've been the guy who's put it on the pedestal a few times as well which it feels great you know it, it's always yeah like i said it very much relies on the team um if they paint the way for you mm-hmm. um you can just follow that ink trail to the to the to the path and um and that's that helps but if you have to make the path yourself you know charging up the massive weapon which takes a you know a good few seconds it's a bit harder i mean you can take out a few people but if if you've got a if you're playing against a decent team and you know <laughs> at that kind of level pretty much all the teams are good they're right. going <laughs> to like flank you they're going to flank you they're going they're going to come from behind so you could be charging up taking people out from the front and you'll just be like snipered from behind <laughs> so <laughs> You need people covering your ass and painting the way for you to go. Um, but yeah, had some pretty intense matches. I think it is my favorite. Uh, it's become my favorite ranked match mode. Uh, probably Splat Zones is the second, and then the the Tower one, which I I really <laughs> honest honestly I don't really get it still now. It's still <laughs> a bit confusing. I mean. I know the rules, I know what to do, but just like how to win is still a bit big gray area for me. Huh. <laughs> it's it's very hard to win that kind of thing. Yeah. Actually, I Unless... mean, I yeah, I haven't played any of the rank matches in months. Oh, really? Since, yeah, basically since uh, it, I, yeah, pretty much. I, I mean, I played rank matches a little bit right after I unlocked them, like back at the beginning of June, <laughs> yeah. when you know there wasn't very much to do. So then I just stopped playing that, <laughs> and then you know recently I haven't really been playing too much of it so it's kind of cool to hear about this stuff because you know i've been kind of out of the game for a little bit as it as it were yeah so dude two thousand five hundred points for one game man man <laughs> you'd have to do like two or three ma- regular matches to get that right but on the flip side you could also get zero yeah so <laughs> that's the that's the flip side and man does it hurt when you lose because you know not only do you you not get any points but you also get the ranked uh, points down. Right. You lose like uh, 10, I think. Yes. 10 or 5. I can't Sometimes I it, it kind was... of varies. Okay. I thought it was could 10. Be, I could lost, be more. I lost 10 when I lost. <laughs> yeah. It may, maybe they're adjusting it or maybe it's based on the, your rank. I don't know. Yeah. But there are already people S rank, for God's sake. You know. <laughs> Freaking S rank level 50s. I mean, come on. Jeez. <laughs> Go outside. Go outside once in a while, guys. Yeah. No kidding. <laughs> Man. See the outside world. But yeah. Good luck to them. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes, but other other parts, of the, um, you know, obviously I've been unlocking even more weapons. That, like as you go up the levels, you unlock. Uh, um, what level are you at now, Danny? I'm at I are think twenty one, twenty two. Okay, so, so you, yeah, I, I think I, you, I capped out. That's all the weapons, know. right? What now? I think that's unlocks all the weapons at twenty, right? I don't well, think you have any to more. you have to purchase them. But I mean, at the t- at that point, you know, I mean, this is I you could actually potentially buy them. Yeah, yeah um, mm-hmm. there should have been. I sh- yeah, and I had a ton of money, so I mean, I definitely had enough to you know get this stuff. But I just haven't done it yet. Yeah, I like how balanced everything is. Like you know, you, you see this new T-shirt, which like you know, you get faster recharge of your of your, of your weapon uh, of your ink and things like that. Or, um, but. You know, you can only wear one T-shirt, one pair of shoes, and a hat, right? So you right. have to be careful. I mean, it it's it doesn't really matter. It's more like just clothes A, clothes B, and clothes B, C, right? It's right. like, I guess the visual, some people might get hung up on the visual aspect of it, but I don't really 
care right. about that. I just like see what it does. Exactly. Every, like, yeah, okay, every time I, I go and buying something, I'm the same way. I just want to look and see like, okay, does this have the ninja squid ability? I'm going to do this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ninja squid is good. Um, the special abilities. Um, so recently I've been using this, uh, yeah, I got this super sniper rifle, which like actually zooms in like a sniper scope view. Um, you know, like it blackens out the edges of the screen and it goes really far. Um, that was pretty handy for the rank matches, uh, th things like splat zones and stuff. But there's also like, you know, more like a rapid fire machine gun, which, which has a really big range. I'm kind of forgetting. It's kind of got like two, two barrels to it. I've forgotten what it's called, but the special ability that is the echo locator. So you, you, um, once you build up your gauge, you click that and you basically, you know, you get the line, uh, to wherever the op opposing team is. So they could be like hiding in the ink, ready to sneak up on you, but the line will just show you exactly where they are and you just shoot them right in the face and they would even know. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. And yeah, it's really, really useful because like, you know, you're going, you, th you think you're going towards where the enemies are and then you click that and it's like, oh shit, there's somebody behind the wall. And they were about to, you know, sneak sneak attack me, <laughs> so you can just go around the other way and kill them, and they don't know it. And and it all makes sense to me now because I'm, you know, like I was getting my ass handed to me, you know, uh, when I was working my way up, and I was like, how do these people know I was here? I was hiding, <laughs> like in the ink, and I wasn't moving because if you don't move, then you know, the ink doesn't splash and people don't know where you are. But they could just shoot me immediately. I was like, how are they doing this? Now it all makes sense to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There are ways around that, so that's good. Yeah, very much enjoying it. Um, the the <laughs> the music. There's also added loads of new music tracks, which um, takes me onto my one minor gripe, which is that all the music. I really like the music actually. I'm really getting into it. This, the new songs are good as well. Um, but the last minute music is always the same. It's kind of weird. So like um, you know you have the the new music for like you know two minutes, but in the last music, it, it sounds the same or always no matter what the mode, or maybe it's just the turf war last minute music, which I think is a bit unusual. Yeah, I mean I could be wrong, but I it sounds pretty much you know it's like do 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 you know that music. Right. Um, so it's yeah maybe it would have been better to have you know souped up versions, uh, speeded up versions of every song, but I don't know. Maybe they couldn't do that, because I think Mar Mario does that, right? Like they have the did 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 did, but then it's a speeded up version of that song, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. For the for the last minute remaining, but yeah. Anyway, but it's a minor minor thing anyway. Um, uh, yeah, I I feel like I need to do a shout out to other people that I've been playing with, but yeah, you know who you are, who you're listening, and uh, I'll be on every night. Um, <laughs> but it's 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 a it's a bit um, unfortunate. Like I can't play with most of the NWR staff because, you know, our night is their morning and right. vice versa. So they're usually in the morning when I'm like eating breakfast. People are like saying, you know, uh, I'm about to hop on to Splatoon for some, you know, uh, team matches and stuff. It's like, oh man, I wish I could join there, but you know, I'm a I'm a family man. I got things to do in the morning. I can't just <laughs> just put it on hold for a little bit. And yeah, just put put my family on hold while I play Splatoon in the living room. So that's perfectly reasonable family. to me. <laughs> yes, yes. If you're single, enjoy it. <laughs> Doesn't last. <laughs> <laughs>
Um, so, yeah, that's Splatoon. And, yeah, the next game is uh, not even a console game. Uh, I think I think I've done this before. I've talked about arcade games yeah. before. I think uh, what you were was talking, talking about, about Sonic in the Olympics, <laughs> God, <yeah. laughs> which sounded, I didn't actually end up playing. Okay, it sounded like uh, question mark fun. <laughs> yeah, way back in the day, I was on RFN. Uh, you know, before the Famicast existed, um, <laughs> talking about Rhythm Tengoku arcade. Oh. I think that was. I think they actually got me on just for that specific reason. Because um, it was just such a bizarre thing having a GBA game in the arcades. So you're playing Rhythm <laughs> Tengoku 2 Arcade Edition? <laughs> no, unfortunately not. Um, <laughs> I am playing Luigi's Mansion Arcade. Um, or Luigi Mansion, as it's uh, grammatically called in Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not actually Luigi's Mansion 2, it's just called Luigi Mansion Arcade. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's basically the 3DS game, Dark Moon slash Luigi Mansion 2, slash Luigi's Mansion 2. <laughs> uh, it's got a different name in every territory. Yeah. <laughs> um, that game. <laughs> it's, so basically it's that uh, put, on, put, in a, <laughs> put in an arcade cabinet. Okay. How, so um, with that in mind, how does it look? Yeah. Does it look like ass being blown up like that or what? It's, it's weird. It's kind of like it's chunky as hell. <laughs> but it's crisp. It's crisp, but chunky. Okay. So like, like the models haven't been remodeled. Like you know the the kind of uh, you know octagonal. <laughs> um, you know, it's not nothing's a circle in that game, is it? It's like you know, it's got chunky edges to everything. Sure. Um, yeah. It's it's the same, but you know, there's no there's no many polygons, but it's it's in a it's in a resolution which is acceptable at that size so okay it's like, so know, maybe it's been blown up yeah so maybe it's kind of like how they you know upported Re- uh, revelations you know from the 3ds to wii u yeah, PS3. yeah, yeah. i mean yeah, that's I, a good good comparison yeah. right so it looks i mean it looks it's definitely in hd but it's it definitely doesn't look like it was you know made from the ground up because obviously it wasn't yeah, you know, you know, it makes me think, you know, back with those, there were those rumors, weren't they? Like, you know, there's going to be a Luigi's Mansion on Wii U or something like that. Or they were going to put Luigi's Mansion 2 on Wii U. Yeah. And maybe it was this. Maybe this is what it was. Uh, yeah, it could have been. Got, le- got leaked out. But anyway, um, so yeah, I played um, I played it on medium difficulty, okay. which uh, probably wasn't the best idea. I probably should have done it on easy. It was, it's balls hard. I mean, you've got the game, right? You've got the, the 3DS game? I do. I have not beat it, but I have it. Um, yeah. I'm I'm actually going to get back into it. Um, uh, not not because of this. Well, maybe partially <laughs> because of this. <laughs> but like the thing that always annoyed me about it was that you always got hit by ghosts while you you're sucking one ghost. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> you're sucking up one ghost with your vacuum or vacuum, and you're getting hit by others. So you have to kind of like get two at a time, to, so that the other one can't hit you, right? And I think I think I remember there was actually a jump button like you can you can dodge while while you you know trying to suck one ghost. It's been uh, it's been a couple of years. I, I really it's don't been a, yeah it's been a few years. I mean I'm gonna get back into it, but like yeah I think that's right. But anyway, you can't do that in the arcade one. So you know you've got all these ghosts coming at you, and you've got the flashlight. Um, the controller is um, like an actual replica of the the Poltergust. Okay, that was my it's next like question. A full, okay. It's a full-size thing. Yeah, it's um, quite a big thing. You, you need two hands to hold it. Okay. And, and it's connected you... to a very very 
uh, authentic looking red, uh, you know, or vacuum. Okay. <laughs> Boltergust. How are you controlling cool. Luigi? So it's it's on rails. Uh, um, okay. So you, the the medium difficulty that I played was that um, the kind of the clock tower mansion. I think it's maybe the second or third mansion mm -hmm. in um, in Dark Moon. And you start off outside. Um, if you if you choose the training, you start off like in the kind of like outside area, uh, like just outside the gates. Just you know, kind of builds you up gradually. I don't think there are any. You don't think you can die. And then then the when the level starts, that's the you open the gates. Um, so ghosts coming at you. It's got a button on the top uh, for the flashlight, so you can hold it down, release, and you know stun the ghosts. And then okay. the trigger. The trigger is uh, um, what you vacuum with. So yeah, you can vacuum. You just basically point. It's like a Wii pointer. Yeah, it's, oh, prob it probably is to be honest. <laughs> it's pro there's, there's probably a Wii, re Wii remote in there. So you flash. The ghost, you know, gets surprised. You suck, and then you move the. You physically move the Wii remote slash <laughs> um, vacuum left and right to um, to get him in. That sounds uh, kind of exhausting. <laughs> It's not too bad. I mean, it's just basically, you know, it's like a Wii game. You know, you, if you're a little kid, you'll be thrashing it back and forth like a psychopath. But, okay. you know, as, as an adult, you can, you know, you know what, how much you need to do to get the job done kind of thing. Well, I'm just imagining but, like the, I don't know how, in my mind, I could see this thing being huge, like the vacuum and just like, I don't know why, but in it my is mind, huge. It's it is huge. It's heavy. <laughs> it is. It is quite heavy. Yeah. Okay. It's quite heavy. I could see little kids having a bit of trouble. It's a two player game, by the way. Okay. Um, there's two vacuums when you go in the booths. So I think, you know, green Luigi and purple Luigi or whatever. <laughs> not Wal not Waluigi. Uh-huh. Waluigi's Wal Mansion coming 2017. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Um, it's not that. Well, you know, it's like the multiplayer on the actual 3DS game, right? They've got like friggin' four-player Luigi, right? Right. Pink, pink Luigi or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like that. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I got. I think the medium difficulty has about five or six sections within it, and I got to like the third, about three and a half, I guess. So um, it's two hundred yen to start, and then a hundred yen to continue. Um, I think I think I put three hundred yen in it overall. So I think maybe if I'd spent about five hundred, six hundred yen, I could have got through it. But I, just, <laughs> I didn't feel I didn't feel inclined to because you know the stages is exactly the same. I mean, it's literally just copy and pasted from the game, but you're just seeing it from a first person viewpoint uh, with more ghosts and you know less ability to dodge. <laughs> well, no ability to dodge because you can't move Luigi. Um, so yeah, if you do get a chance to play it, I would recommend just doing the easy stage. And uh, you, I think that should be no problem. I think it's a different mansion. And Expert was locked, so I guess you have to complete the first two to get through it, to get to unlock the difficult stage. Now, I don't, I don't know if you know this, James, but who is mm. being labeled as a developer? Is it Nintendo or is it somebody else? It's, uh, it's Capcom. It's uh, Nintendo Capcom. Okay. Because yeah. I thought I could have swore from back in those days, like you, I think you had talked about it on the show, or it had come up at one point about this game existing and Capcom was the ones that were developing or <laughs> repurposing this so Check. yeah it, it is fun though it is fun i think it's a good arcade game i think it'd be good in multiplayer um you might be able to get further in if you had a, a friend help, helping you out or your parents <laughs> they help you set it up yeah <laughs> but it's well, a nice cabinet it's like it's a big you know you get in it it's like a huge uh, you know rectangular box 
thing that you get in and sit down if you've if you've ever played one of those you know like the transformers one or you know the the silent hill one right or anything like that where you get in and you sit down inside it and it kind of dims the lights and they've got like little glowing lights and you know portraits of the ghosts inside it's it's a really nice cabinet very well designed um you can obviously see they put a lot of uh, effort into inside and out um but yeah it's it's kind of weird that it's not on Wii U, but it's in the arcade. You know, uh, I don't know if I'd want to have it at home. To be honest, I don't yeah, know. I mean, Maybe. if it's if it's just mm. the same thing, then it's kind of like yeah. well. Resident if it Evil, was in I Luigi's could, Mansion 3, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Resident Evil, I can maybe kind of picture how some people might want to play that on, like, a home console. That's why Revelations was upported to that type of stuff. But for right. something where I don't know if having Luigi's Mansion, a remake of the 3DS game in HD, is going to be something that people want. I'm sure people would buy it, but hmm. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it's true. It's true. But, yeah, like... If you, Danny, or anyone else who's in Japan or visiting Japan, um, it goes to Akihabara. It's on. It's in Sega World on the f- fourth or fifth level, and uh, actually quite near to Pokken Tournament. Cool. <laughs> it was also in the same place. Cool. I saw that. I didn't. I didn't play that, but I saw it. I saw okay. the the crazy controller thing. I actually did a video about it uh, on my YouTube channel if you if you actually want to see the game in action yeah plug that uh, shit yeah youtube slash family complicated youtube.com you know, check it out no dot co dot uk slash net dot <laughs> compuserve <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah um so yeah i'm good i'm actually gonna have to uh bow out now danny okay okay well um i think well, as soon as I find these guys, maybe we can handle the rest of the show, so don't worry about that. Uh, James, it's if, okay. you're, if you're... Bow- i got a good reason, though. I'm about to go to England. Oh, yeah. Cool. What yeah, are you my have? flight is actually due in, in about uh, 30 minutes, so i got to catch that flight now. Okay, okay. Well, I'll let yeah. you get out cue, of here. Cue the sound effect of the plane taking off. <laughs> <laughs> All right, James, we'll catch you on the other side then, man. Yeah. Danny, good luck in uh, fake or real. Let's see what I can do. You're going to lose... bye guys bye bye Famicast 63, the live version. I'm your host, Danny Bivens, and today I'm joined by some guy we just found over here, Mr. Ty Schugert. Yeah, it's me. <laughs> Unfortunately, James is unable to join us today. He's actually in the UK, and uh, just due to like scheduling stuff, Cy actually unfortunately wasn't able to come on either. But, you know, we figured we'd just uh, have a go of it with just Ty and I. And uh, if you're listening to the audio version, you know, you just heard me and James talking some new business stuff, but uh, we're just going to go ahead and continue on from here. And um, Ty, would you mind starting us off with new business? Yes. Let me click the thing. <laughs> okay all right uh 
Yeah, what what did I play? I was playing some old Nintendo games. Yeah, yeah. Are you still, you're still rocking a Rare Replay? Yes. Cool. Yeah, I played Solar Jetman beginning to end. It's an old favorite of mine. Cool, cool. I think I had that back in the day on the NES. Yeah, one game. That's like your, your rocket pack type of thing flying around. Yeah. Okay. You have like you have a jet. You have a jet pod. Mm-hmm. And you go around and you try to scavenge stuff, basically. Okay. If you like games where you scavenge stuff, it's a good game. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, it, if you destroy your ship or you run out of fuel, mm-hmm. it switches to jetpack mode, and it's kind of like the old uh, Spectrum games. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm have... familiar with that, but. Uh, basically the stuff rare made before the NES. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, you're jetpack guy. Uh, you don't have to worry about rotating stuff or compensating for gravity so much, but you can die in one hit. Uh, You gotta be careful. Yeah. Yeah. The rare replay has a rewind feature. Oh, for scrubs and cheaters. (laughs) Fair enough. Get good. (laughs) <laughs> so this is, this is a feature that you don't uh really make too much use of then yeah uh like i'm not saying they should get rid of it but i think they should offer up some achievements for you know completing games without it mm-hmm. because you, you know it literally makes battletoads easy oh man <laughs> i mean it to beat battletoads legitimately you not only have to be able to beat every level, you have to be consistent enough about it to not run out of lives. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, you know, if you have rewind, you don't have to be consistent at all. You can just, like, just fix every tiny mistake you make. So it's kind of like, you know, spamming save states type of stuff if you're playing on, like, a PC or, like... Yeah, except it's even more convenient. Huh. It's just the L trigger. Oh, man, okay. <laughs> That's it. Wow. And, you know, the last time, you know, you're talking your crazy stuff with Battletoads and whatnot, but I, I don't remember if I had asked you if we'd asked you. You beat it, like, on Rare Replay then, too? Yeah, I did. Okay, okay. So you're you're like a boss and you do these things. So Yeah. I I have an old Twitch archive somewhere of me uh, beating Battletoads uh, on an emulator. Mm-hmm. That was pretty good. Mm-hmm. No cool. save states. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, for me, man, like, that was a game that I never had. A lot of my friends had it back in the day, but I never really, if I got to play it, it was only, like, briefly in passing at a friend's house during a birthday party or something, you know? Yeah, but, now that you mention it, um, I didn't own it until either the, the game, the, the Nintendo 64 or the GameCube days. Like, oh, I'd wow. rented it a few times, but... Mm, I was able to buy it at some point, and then I started like playing it like really seriously, uh-huh. like on an actual NES. Oh wow! Okay, true story. Nice, nice, nice. Um, I'm not sure I've been playing much of anything else. Mm-hmm. Just uh, you know, the usual killer instinct. Mm-hmm. Are you <laughs> are you doing your crazy thing, going for your uh, high rank again? You know, worldwide dominance, whatever. Uh, I might in September. There's a tournament in October. Mm-hmm. So I, I want to be on top of my game for that. Mm-hmm. I want to be better with full gore. Okay. Because <laughs> all, the, all these Japanese players play the characters I feel like I need full gore to counter. Mm-hmm. All 50,000 of the players. But... Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. So in Killer Instinct, right now there are eight, nine, 17 characters. Okay. Wow. And... When I when I go online, 
you know, for most matchups, I pick TJ Combo. Mm-hmm. And then for maybe five or so matchups, I'll pick Glacius. Mm-hmm. And then for only for three matchups, I pick Fulgore. Mm-hmm. And those three characters are played by, by all the good Japanese players. Okay. <laughs> so mm-hmm. there's that. And, and, and it, you know, it's my third string character. Mm-hmm. But it's still my best option. And, get, you, know, you know, it's a conundrum. Do I, do I get better at a bad matchup with my best character? Mm-hmm. Or do I just uh, counterpick with uh, my slightly rough character yeah that's that's i mean i play okay this isn't even in the realm of video games but i play fantasy football and sometimes if you have like i don't know you're playing matchups and stuff sometimes with certain positions like okay this guy's facing this team and they suck or whatever like the same type of thing really but, right yeah i get it yeah and some fighting games are more matchup dependent than others mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you have to know things mm-hmm. <laughs> it takes more than just being good at like you know pushing a stick this this way or that way huh yeah Mind games. <laughs> Mind games? <laughs> I've almost got... I have the majority of the achievements in Perfect Dark Zero, and that game is a nightmare. <laughs> you have to... For starters, you have to play a thousand matches of, like, every multiplayer mode. Oh, God. <laughs> like, literally? Or are you, like, exactly? Literally. Oh, man, that's terrible. So, like, do you get all the achievements? You're going to probably have to play at least 5,000 multiplayer games. Are there even that many people playing? So well, the thing can... is, the game has uh, bots and offline play. Uh-huh. So I can play a different game and just hit A on the controller every now and then. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so I, I kind of did that <laughs> for a few thousand games while I was playing uh, Telltale or Killer Instinct or right. whatever. No, you got to do what you got to do. I mean, it was, you know, with Brawl and stuff like that, they had some ridiculous, uh, you know, unlock this or that character, play this, play like a thousand matches or something. And, you know, yeah. same, I, it's deal. The same, type, same type of thing, except for for me, it's like, okay, let's just do like everybody has the highest percent and you're just like spanking people off the side of the stage, you know? Yeah, um, there, there was a, a turbo controller setup you could use to uh, unlock all the all the the custom moves mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i don't have a turbo controller <laughs> okay yeah but like you can do it in about 17 hours i think uh, only you, you 17 just, <laughs> you just leave it on yeah, yeah. You, you you put a book on top of your turbo controller <laughs> out of mm-hmm. um <laughs> and you know go to sleep go to work come back and you got them all it's like you had two full days work and you know only half the effort. So yeah. yeah. So mm, yes, that is the stuff I've been playing. Okay. Cool. I guess coming back over to me, uh, you know, I, I tie, you might not be interested in this game. Actually, I guarantee you probably aren't. Okay, let's <laughs> but, find out. Uh, yes. So uh, back before I went to America last month, uh, Yoshi's Whirly World came out on the Wii U here in Japan, and now it's available in the UK and 
Europe and all that and, and PAL regions, whatever, all over the place now, everywhere but North America, basically. So um, I picked that up last month, but I didn't really have a chance to play it until just this past week. I played through the first world and you could tell this game's pretty easy, but I, it seems like it's a little bit more challenging than uh, Kirby's Epic Yarn, which is, you know, uh, same developer and same type of, a you know, right. visual aesthetic and stuff. Yarn but, uh, game. Yeah, yeah, that's a thing now. How um, would you compare it to uh, Yoshi's Story? Oh man, it's I've only played Yoshi's Story just a little bit, and this is way better than Yoshi's Story. I mean, okay. for, for starters, I mean, unless I'm remembering it wrong, like for on um, Yoshi's Woolly World, there's actually like an open map that you use, like you walk around in like 3D space to like go to these different areas, kind of like um, Mario 3D World and just you know stuff like that. Um, so that's kind of a nice touch to have, kind of these you know, world maps and stuff like that, that you can, uh, you know, go through the stages like that. And they're, you know, they're all pretty, uh, they look pretty good and there's stuff that you could interact with and whatnot too. So that's cool. Um, you know, and you know, although this game might be a little bit on the easy side, I mean, just to go from like point A to point B, you know, start to finish. I mean, one of the things you're going to be doing a lot is trying to focus on collecting things. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are like numerous stuff spread throughout the stage that you want to, you know, find like, I, you know, the story, it's almost like with Mario games or Yoshi games, it's nothing like too incredibly deep that's going to be, you know, winning any type of prizes for, you know, uh, drama or, you know, anything like that. But, um, like, I guess in this world, there are all these different colors of Yoshis and they're all like basically taken out by uh, the little flying magic guy. Gosh, I can't remember the name, the little blue one from Mario World. Um, but anyways, like in the stages there are these little like, uh, I, I'm, God, I'm I'm not really into like sewing and stuff, so I, I don't know what you call like those little things of yarn that are you know kind of like not a ball of yarn, but like a little I don't know oval of yarn or something. Yeah, and, what do you call that? I yeah. almost want to say a spool, but I'm not sure if that's right. Let's just say this: so uh, there are these spools of yarn that are spread throughout. Oh, bolts. Each... Bolt, really? Maybe. Okay. There are bolts of yarn spread throughout the stages, and if you collect all of them in the stage, then this Yoshi that was previously gone like comes back, and then you can like play as them as you want. It's like a just from what I've seen so far, it's just a visual thing. Like I unlock this one that looks like a watermelon, <laughs> and uh, oh, so lovely, kind of cool. yeah. But you know, they have some like cool little things in the game that I, I didn't really expect, and I, I really didn't take a look at many videos and stuff before going into this. But like one kind of thing that was cool, like there were some watermelons like on the ground in that that particular stage that Yoshi can, you know, eat. And then if the watermelon's still in his mouth, he'll shoot up like watermelon seeds at enemies and stuff. So um, just kind of like another way for Yoshi to attack and stuff. And, uh, you know, there's also, like I said, there's also stuff hidden in the environment. Some things you can just go right through. Sometimes there's like a little cue where it's like a little piece of yarn that you can pull out and stuff. So you kind of got to be on the lookout for that stuff. Um, and like, <laughs> there was one boss that I fought. It is actually really cute. Like, he had these <laughs> these pants, and he had kind of like this belt type of thing. And then you're basically, as soon as you like stun him or something, or maybe two stun him, you actually have to you know pull on that little string, and then his pants start coming off. <laughs> and you just keep doing that until his pants are gone. And uh, you know, it's it's rated G, so I mean, there's nothing crazy or anything. But uh, yeah, no, it's fun, and it, it looks great on the on the Wii U. I mean, they they do a really good job with that, with that aesthetic, especially in HD looks a lot better than uh, Kirby's Epic yarn ever could because of just the hardware. But um, no, I'm, I'm enjoying it and I'm probably going to keep playing it. And uh, you poor guys out there in North America, you got to wait until like October. So um, it might be worth the wait. It's, it's a, it's a cool game. So uh, look forward to that. 
Cool. But um, one other thing I kind of wanted to briefly mention, because this just happened um, a couple of days ago here, is that the infamous Pokemon Shuffle, which is the like uh, match three free-to-play game on 3DS, is now available on Android and iOS here in Japan. Wow. Um, it's really happening. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, there, there are other Pokemon like games out on iOS and Android devices that are, you know, sanctioned by the Pokemon company, but it's usually like learning games and stuff like that. So it's nothing too crazy, at least from what I know. So this is probably one of the first ones that they actually, you know, had. And, you know, it, it it's, it's a match three game and it's basically this the literal same exact thing that was on a 3DS, except for now it just looks better because it's on a device that can, you know, handle stuff a little bit more with like kind of, you know, HD graphics and that type of stuff. But yeah, I mean, it's still fun. Uh, if, if you like match three puzzlers and you like Pokemon, you can still have fun with this game. So I would imagine, I mean, because even though I downloaded it from the Japanese app store, it was totally in English. And I didn't, and then I was looking through the settings to see if I could change it to Japanese and, and it wasn't. It must just be like an internal settings type of thing on your phone if it's set to English and it's going to be in English or whatever. But, um, so yeah, that, that, that's out there and available for people that have a Japanese iTunes account or a Google Play account or whatnot. So, time go crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, yeah, for me, other than playing the crap out of Rocket League on PS4, which is utterly fantastic, uh, Ty, I think it might, is it on Steam now too? Do you know? I, yes. Uh, yes. yes. I, I saw it on Scrub Quotes the other day. Okay. It was cool. beautiful. What what happened? What did somebody say? I gotta hear this. I'll say while you're remembering. Why, why do can... people try to crush me when I when I block the goal? Why can't they just shoot around me? <laughs> oh boy. Maybe yeah. we should make a lobby with our own rules. Yeah. But man, yeah, man, it's it's really fun, and uh, it seems like something that would be right at home on a Nintendo console. I mean, it's just like race cars yeah. and soccer. I mean, it's a lot of fun. And um, really easy to get into and really addicting. <laughs> I, I keep finding myself going back to it, like not wanting to play anything else that I have. And usually that's what I do for what I've been doing for most of my afternoons and evenings before my wife comes home. So I don't drive her crazy with the game. <laughs> but um, I, I kind of doubt I'll ever come to Wii U. But, um, you know, here's to hoping. So, all right. Well, uh, that's going to go ahead and do it for new business. So we're going to go ahead and move on to the news. And Rush has ordered it to take you down. Um, looking at our first thing on the list of news, uh, this is something that happened earlier in the month, and a lot of you guys out there might already know about this. And, you know, RFN they did a really they had a really good they did a really good job covering this in a couple a couple of episodes ago and I don't think we'll go in as much depth as those guys did but I'll just give you some of the basics and then some of our thoughts about this so um, you guys like I said as you know there was a localizer from the treehouse named Chris Prag- Pragner uh, Pranger and um, he went on a podcast called uh, the Part Time Games Podcast and started talking about a lot of things that he wasn't supposed to. Usually, just like a lot of kind of behind the scenes, like business talk from like Nintendo of America, rip and, and peace, <laughs> and kind of like why they make decisions to whether or not to bring this or that game uh, over to North America. And 
you know, at first, I mean, it's, I, I, from what I understand, it's not like a really, it's not like an you know, IGN's podcast where there's like millions of listeners or anything. Not like the Famicast where there are like tens of millions of listeners. Yeah, it was a really <laughs> small time one, but mm-hmm. it got picked up by a lot of sites. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think because I remember seeing something about his post on like his Facebook where he realized that, oh, God, like go Nintendo, put it out. And they're, you know, they're pretty big. And then, yeah, the word must have got back to Nintendo of yeah, America. That's that how it works. The news story gets out on a Nintendo site, and then it's out on every Nintendo site. Yeah, pretty much. So, uh, and you know, and ultimately, he ended up getting let go for this. And I don't know, Ty, like, what do you think about, like, this whole situation, man? It's tough. Like, uh, you know, I understand why they did it. Like, he didn't really say anything that was a surprise. It's yeah. just kind of interesting. Right. So, like, mm, I don't think they should have fired him over that so much but i i think i see their need to make an example of someone Hmm. it's like you know you can't you can't talk to the media you can't blab stuff because that could be very bad for nintendo right according to nintendo right and you know one thing james pointed out when he was writing up the uh, the agenda is that you know i think this it's cool that when stuff like this happens, not it's cool that this guy got fired. No, but when information comes out that you normally wouldn't get, I mean, like I said, there wasn't really a whole lot of stuff. Yeah, it wasn't there. surprising, but it was very interesting. Yeah, and I think as you know, a guy who's a podcaster or a journalist or whatever, and RFN kind of echoed the, these same sentiments. Like, the guy, if as long as the guy didn't say, "Hey, cut that out, do not post that," as long as they don't say something like that, it's kind of your job to get this information out there. And then, you know, that really sucks that it just basically ruined this guy's life, you know, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I hope he gets picked up by another game company right quick. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. So, uh, yeah, terrible news for that guy, but uh, man, if you're finding yourself working in some type of an environment where you're not supposed to disclose information at all, don't do it, like, I don't know about you, Ty, like my job, like basically the only thing that we're not supposed to share are like names of our students or something. And yeah, like, why, why would I do that? <laughs> like, I don't even talk about what city I'm on in mm-hmm. on Twitter. I don't have my full name on Twitter. Mm-hmm. I, I try to keep all that stuff on the DL. All right. Well, um, we could, I guess, move on from there uh so it looks like splatoon test fires are coming back and have been kind of back for the past couple past week or so in uh, north hey. america and europe so basically for those of who don't own splatoon Not and, us <laughs> yeah and uh want to give it a shot they can but um and you know interestingly enough this is yeah not in japan i was uh scouring the japanese splatoon website yesterday to see if this was anywhere and I didn't see it, I mean, I could have looked on their Twitter. I didn't look on their Twitter to see, but uh, from everything that I saw that you, you would think something like this would be front and center on their, you know, uh, homepage, but it wasn't. So yeah, kind of odd, but I guess they just want to get their money and not give people, you know, free demos <laughs> here in Japan. So yeah, moving on from that, uh, another Splatoon related note, there was actually a Splatoon tournament this could be happening here in Japan. It's called Splatoon Koshien 2016. Uh, it's a 4v4, you know, a tournament type of thing. And I pretty much, I think anybody can enter. I mean, they have their own like rule set and stuff like that, that you have to, you know, follow. But, uh, and it was kind of confusing when I was checking this out. Like there are different 
obviously there are different cities in Japan, but the different cities in Japan where uh, they're having like different versions of this tournament. And then it's going to end up with the finals being like January 30th at the Makahara MSA, the same place as Tokyo game show. Um, so yeah, um, I think it'd be cool to join. I don't know if I have a, the skill B the time to get that skill and C even uh, want to just go all the way out to one of these places and get my ass kicked. <laughs> I'm fine. Just getting my ass kicked here at home, but so yeah, you're good. <laughs> Thank you. So you still have not bought Splatoon, right? Nope. Okay. No plans to? Uh, probably not. Okay. If, if I see it cheap, yeah, sure. Maybe. It's never going to happen here in Japan. Though. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Nintendo in Japan is doing a really fantastic job of keeping their prices jacked up and protecting those prices. Yeah. It's true. I, I remember they were talking about that uh about a year ago like like very clearly like we're very concerned about software devaluation right right and you really see that in japan like even some very old games are still very expensive Mm -hmm. yeah especially with the first party stuff that stuff stays like full price for like half a decade or more something you know it's crazy like you still see smash brothers brawl on the shelf for you know the original retail price yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so yeah ridiculous. or games older than that you like gamecube era games even mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah it's crazy and it's you know i guess good for them that they can still keep the value of their games up i don't know how many people are buying them at that point but yeah, uh, <laughs> it's good for them. i don't think it's good for consumers yeah 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 exactly guess which one i like more <laughs> <laughs> yes uh moving on here this is kind of a this is kind of a weird one and i I wasn't sure if this actually applied to japan either um so you know mario maker's coming out here pretty soon like a couple of weeks and um for users that are kind of conflicted whether they want the digital version or the physical version namely because that physical version comes with like a very cool art book that has um the different like different codes and stuff that you can enter into your game to get like a starting point for a builder or whatnot but um I believe that's available. Like it might be available digitally, like on the gamepad or something, but you know, for users that actually want that get the digital version of the game, but still want a physical version of the book, they have made this very bizarre way so that customers can do that and what they have to do. So whenever you download the game from the eShop on your digital e-receipt, you will have like some kind of a phone number that you can call. And if you call this phone number and you talk to somebody at Nintendo, uh, you can order a one of these booklets. They didn't say how much it cost, um, but that it does cost something. You have to pay shipping to your house. And as long as you give them your Nintendo ID that you purchased this thing with, um, you'll be able to get your own copy of this book. So that's interesting. Um, this sounds like it sounds like something that might be Japan only, but it, I guess it's something that's happening all over. So. So uh, moving on here to, um, you know, Animal Crossing, Happy Home Designer, which actually, unfortunately, I mean, Cyrus is going to be on the show and he was going to talk about it. So that kind of stinks, but um, you guys might have to wait till next episode to hear some more uh, (laughs) in-depth coverage, in-depth talk about cards and building your own pretty little room. Um, You know, I I see this like Nintendo quote unquote underestimated the popularity and demand for X. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I have to wonder, did they really? <laughs> did they really? Mm-hmm. 
It's a very good question. Well, that's that's what they're telling us that they underestimated the uh, you know how many how many of these things that they needed to have out the Animal Crossing uh, amiibo cards. I mean, there's completely uh, sold out everywhere apparently. I mean, like I said, Cyrus would be good to talk to because he's probably has like all of them by now. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's and apparently it's so severe that Wave Two's like launch date has been uh, pushed back to allow like a second printing for the Wave One cards and. I mean, that's stupid. And, you know, just kind of to kind of follow up on that too. Um, there's a magazine that's actually going to have like a special Isabel card <laughs> uh, that's going to, you know, make the internet and Nintendo fans explode over here. So that's just another thing to add to the insanity that is Amiibo, which I don't know about you, Ty. I mean, I, I, you know, I, I figured that Amiibo in general would be pretty popular, but I didn't think that even this, far along down the road that there would still be situations where they're like, Hey, if you want this toy, you're going to have to pay like, you know, three or four times the price of what it's actually worth. Right. I wonder what the numbers are of, you know, people who buy one to four Amiibos versus Mm -hmm. the people that buy all of them. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm kind of like a somewhere in between on the lower spectrum though, thankfully. But um, yeah, yeah that, that is interesting. I mean, it seems like either it seems like it's like, like usually extremes. Like people hate them, or they'll you know, or they'll buy like okay, maybe there's not there's like right. hate them, buy them all, or then there's people that get like one or two or something. Yeah, like I wonder who's pushing the numbers up. Yeah, it's, it's bizarre, and we'll probably never know these answers to these questions. <laughs> but um, yeah, moving off on from there, if you're into um, hacking your 3ds. Uh, well, you might have just got a little bit, um, well, got some, some making that a little bit harder, but maybe, but maybe not because Ironfall, uh, that third person shooter type of game that was out on 3DS in Europe and North America, it was kind of like a gateway where people can, you know, kind of hack into the system and uh, do stuff. And they, you know, Nintendo in Europe and I believe in North America quickly pulled that uh, from the digital shelves to have the developer try to fix it. So, We'll see, but even at the same time, apparently the YouTube app has the same type of, uh, you know, flaw where, you know, hackers are trying to figure this stuff out and, you know, trying to exploit it. So uh, moving on, I guess Final Fantasy fourteen is in con- is being considered for the NX. Uh, okay, uh, somebody's probably interested in that. Um, uh, news came up here recently too about a Metroid project that was proposed by uh, Mercury Steam, the guys that developed the Castlevania Lords of Shadows games and uh, apparently they made a pitch but nintendo really didn't say either way like yes or no so it's been i guess a few months so it looks like that's not really going to be happening anymore and i think they've even moved on to they're developing some kind of their own game with their own ip so um yep federation forces all we get guys so uh, for better or worse yeah a couple other little bits here too pandora's tower uh now it, it just recently i think a couple weeks ago or whatnot came out in the u.s on the wii u eShop. so basically every region now if you want a copy of pandora's tower uh there's very easy ways that you can do this you don't have to wait for a physical version of it or anything so that's cool um i played the game right when it first came out back in 2011 here i thought it was okay i didn't <laughs> uh, ever go on to beat it because i wasn't that impressed but i mean it's 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 not bad and if you have however much it costs over there 20 bucks or something um might be worth it so um this next one might be um 
of some interest to Ty. Um, actually, Ty, do you want to take that one about Pokken? Oh, yes. Pokken tournament announced for Wii U, mm-hmm. releasing worldwide in spring 2016. Mm-hmm. Pikachu Libre announced <laughs> as a new character. Yep. So, yeah, and then, you know, Alex Kalafi, he has, I think he has like a, good, a pretty good write-up on uh, NWR about, because uh, he got some hands-on with the game as well in Boston. And um, actually, I think he maybe interviewed some people too. So there's some really cool stuff going up on the site about that. So you want to check that out. Um, Ty, is this something that you'd be getting on your Wii U or would you just keep it as a curiosity in the arcades? Mm, I can definitely say maybe. Okay, okay. Yeah, it might depend on uh, the tournament scene. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Might about do it for the news, more or less. Uh, some NX patent stuff that I really don't feel qualified to talk about, unless Ty, you know stuff about patents and patent language and whatever. A little bit. Let's have a look. So, I'm clicking this long URL. <laughs> okay. Oh, uh, yeah, it reminds me of the times. Uh, years and years ago when other patent stories would come up about new hardware mm-hmm. so, sometimes it would come to fruition and sometimes it wouldn't because right. you, you know how patent trolling works like the, they'll, they'll pat companies will patent whatever they can just to cover their ass or right. try to squeeze other companies <laughs> yeah hmm. all right let's see an example system includes eternal hard drives storing a communication unit Processing. <laughs> wow. Sounds like every computer and game console ever made. <laughs> is that, oh, wait, there's no optical disk drive on this patent, and that is clearly spelled out. Mm-hmm. One thing that James pointed out here that I'll go ahead and read, uh, a non-transistory recording medium recording a computer program executed by processors of plurality of types of game apparatuses with different hardware configurations. Um, Funky add-ons, 32X is <laughs> back, baby. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Let's play that game. Hummingbird game. <laughs> well, let's fucking play Corpse Killer. <laughs> I hope you have the Sega CD as well. <laughs> yeah, re, uh, the reimagining of the Sega CD at hand. Not really, but maybe. So... Um, yeah, I mean, more NX stuff is coming out, you know, on a pretty consistent basis. And before we know it, okay, yeah, 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 that that makes sense actually. If you're releasing a console without any sort of disk drive whatsoever, Mm -hmm. you want to leave the door open to have an attachment, right? For like storage and stuff, you mean? Yeah, yeah, I mean, or even you know, whatever they cook up with. I mean, Nintendo likes to invent toy like things and have you play with them, sure. I mean, even if it's just storage-related, I could almost guarantee you, uh, crossing my fingers here, you know, we use pretty open about, you know, what you can use for storage, which is really nice that, you know, a lot of the other guys out of the box did not do. Like, Wii U was a thing where it's like, hey, you use any, almost any hard drive that you want, um, you know, for the Wii U, which was nice, and it, it can really save a lot of money. I mean, Ty, I'm sure you know, like, back in the 360 days, if your, you know, hard drive was screwed up or, you just wanted to get more space. I mean, it's a lot of money to get one of those stupid proprietary hard drives. <laughs> right. But yeah, hopefully we don't have to worry about this. And I, I don't think that's going to be a problem given Nintendo's history of 3DS and Wii U. So 
Yeah, looking forward to the Nintendo Genesis with the Nintendo CD <laughs> and the Nintendo 32X. If we could only be that lucky, we might be. So, um, actually, yeah, a couple other bits of news here too. Uh, Ty, I don't know if you ever into this series at all. Uh, Picross, you ever play any of those? Yeah, I love Picross. I have it on my old Game Boy. Okay, did you ever play Picross 3D? On no, DS. no, I only played the the first Game Boy one. Okay, well, um, hang on to your asses because at least everyone on Nintendo World Report is really excited about this. Uh, Picross 3D Two is uh, coming out on the 3DS here in Japan on October first, and it's going to be three thousand yen plus tax. Um, there's supposed to be over three hundred puzzles, and it's all going to be like a package, like a retail thing or you know digital download. So, um, yeah, that's cool, and um, it'll probably come out in the West too eventually. You know, maybe six months from the Japanese release. But, yeah. Um, or a year. That's going to be a gap filler. <laughs> yeah. I, I have no idea. I mean, you know, I'm probably going to get this because of all the good things I've heard about uh, Picross 3D on DS and whatnot. And, um, yeah, it just seems like it'd be a lot of fun. So uh, maybe look forward to some Picross 3D 2 talk come October. So, and <clears throat> this last part, it's... Not really related to games, but maybe interesting. It may be related to games. Yeah, yeah. Or at uh, least so, your Nintendo hardware. Yes. So I think I might have mentioned this before in a previous episode, but Netflix is indeed coming to Japan. And they just recently announced the release date of uh, of the service of uh, September 2nd. And uh, just a couple of days ago, they said something kind of interesting, is that they're partnering with the uh, Japanese like phone cell phone company slash internet provider SoftBank. And um, there's some sources were saying that they're going to actually be creating content together. Yeah, uh, I definitely you know. saw that. I think. Okay, and because some reports I saw said that, like, then the one from the Wall Street Journal said that they are doing that. So, like, okay, it's the Wall Street Journal. So. Or, they, it, it, or maybe they're just moving their original content they made in the U.S. and you know, subtitling it. Yeah, I mean, that that's a lot of what it is. Um, like, Daredevil's already a thing. And then they got, like, the rights to things like Better Call Saul uh, for here in Japan and a couple other things. And, I'll I mean, see. yeah, and uh, they also announced one other cool thing, I guess, because I'm a SoftBank customer so for my cell phone. So I have an option yeah, where... Yeah, me too. Okay. So I have an option where if I have Netflix, if I want to have Netflix, I can actually pay through my cell phone bill as opposed to, like... Uh, you know, paying directly to Netflix. It, it, that could work out for people that don't have like credit cards or, you know, anything like that. Cause yeah. with Hulu Japan, basically you don't have a credit card or something like that. It's not easy to uh, pay. <laughs> yeah. It's like you can get a card at the convenience if you're lucky. <clears throat> yeah. If it works. Okay. Not. But what I want to know mm-hmm. is if my account, my U S account will work in Japan. Because it oh, works, yeah. it works for the other regions. It works in oh, the UK, really? etc. And the content changes based on your IP address, right? Even I mean, if you have like a US account, US billing address, etc. Mm-hmm. So if I can get into the Japanese content without uh, paying for another account, that would be cool as heck. Actually, yeah, I didn't even think about that. That would be freaking cool. We'll see. Um, yeah, and I could watch it on my phone without having to use a proxy. Yep, yep, exactly. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I mean, basically what I've been doing to watch Netflix here in, in Japan, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, you know, the American one, you have to run a VPN, and, it, you know, the speeds are usually pretty good, so I can stream in HD, but I hook up my computer to my TV and stuff. Um, I'm not cool like Ty and have, like, you know, a, a modified router where it turns my apartment into America. <laughs> 
yeah um, it's nice yeah i bet so it's it's gonna be nice just being able to watch like i, I use uh, my wii u to, to watch hulu and uh, i think it'll be cool just to be able to do that so um anyway yeah so i guess that that'll do it for the news here so let's go ahead and move on to the charts and um ty would you like to talk about the charts today oh hell yeah <laughs> okay we're, we're looking at august 17th to august 23rd yes all right let's start with software mm-hmm. going from 10 to 1 drum roll please uh, fire emblem if mm-hmm. <laughs> aka fates <laughs> yes 4154 this week four hundred and nine thousand one hundred and eighty nine mm-hmm. altogether yep I, I think it's really interesting how they have it down to the single digits yeah i know it's yeah it's kind of crazy <laughs> yeah uh number nine animal crossing new leaf uh that's the american name yeah sorry dobitsunomori dobitsunomori yeah whatever nerd (laughs) (laughs) all right all right 4,837 in a week 4.03 million altogether Mm -hmm. all right then we got number eight mario kart eight Mm -hmm. hey yeah i think the last episode too is the same place it was destined to be yeah 6,113 that week 1.1 million altogether Mm -hmm. all right all right, now we're going to skip seven and six. They're probably Vita games or whatever. Yeah, and, Vita games know. about, you know, exploding clothes. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah, that's how it is. All right, <laughs> so we got number five. We got Rhythm Tengoku Zabesto. Plus. Plus? Plus what? <laughs> D- don't know. Ask Nintendo. Okay, 12,083 last mm-hmm. week. 432,276 altogether. Mm-hmm. Hey. Right, number four, good old Splatoon, mm-hmm. the game everybody wants and needs, except for you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Twenty three thousand eight hundred seventy four last week. Mm-hmm. Five hundred eighty four thousand two hundred sixty eight altogether. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Next, a good old Yokai watch. <laughs> Busters, yeah. forty-eight thousand five hundred ninety-two, mm-hmm. and one hundred one no 1.35 million altogether. Yep, and that's just basically about a month and a half on the market. So it's big Yo-Kai numbers. Watch. Yokai Watch doing Yokai Watch. So who publishes that? Is that Namco Bandai? Level five. Five. Oh, they're printing money. I hope they turn it into Latins. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> All right, number two. Animal Crossing, Happy Home Designer. Mm-hmm. Wow, this is the second Animal Crossing in the top ten. Yeah, this this has been a this has been a thing like a, a thing that's been happening for the past like month and a half. So, yep. All right, sixty five thousand nine hundred four last week, nine hundred ten thousand seventy one altogether. Mm-hmm. Might touch a million by next week. I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> we'll see. Oh, and uh, the the Madden of Japan, <laughs> Super Robot Wars, mm-hmm. BX. Mm-hmm. That's on 3DS. Yes. It is new this week, debuting at number one, 
at 98,366. Ty, have you ever played any games in the Super Robot War series? Yeah, a couple. And there's some other games that play basically the same. Mm-hmm. Like like uh, Namco Cross Capcom. Uh-huh. You know, that's what it plays like. Mm-hmm. It's fun. I think I have a whole bunch of the Super Famicom ones I got for a buck a piece. <laughs> Sounds about right. I mean... Yeah, like I said, it's the Madden of Japan. Right, annualized. I mean, seriously, there's usually a game coming out on multiple, you know, you know systems and stuff every year. Uh, it's, yeah, kind of ridiculous. Or it, even if it's not a direct game, there's always something with this. It's, yeah, it's crazy. Yes, it is crazy. Yeah, um, moving on then to hardware. Ty, do you want to talk about that too? No. <laughs> okay. I mean, yeah, okay, okay. Could okay, you I'll please? <laughs> okay. Hardware. Mm-hmm. 3DS. 28,279 last week. 19.04 million altogether. Mm-hmm. Big numbers. Yep. PS4. Oh, it's ahead of the Wii U this month, this week, for some reasons. I think there's some release. Uh, I don't remember. Or it might just be Minecraft. <laughs> Street Fighter V is going into beta. Ah. Yeah. Uh, 14,495. Last week, 1.69 million altogether. Not really a big number up for the total. Yeah, not, re- not really. But, I mean, it, you know, this thing, it's, Wii U's been out longer. And also yeah. all these other systems. So That's a thing. Yeah. All right. PlayStation Vita, 12,159 last week. 4.13 million altogether. It's an okay number, I guess. Yeah, hey, not bad. Respectable. Yeah, actually, that's pretty good. Um... Wii U, 11,302 last week, 2.51 million altogether. Mm-hmm. Doing okay? Yeah. I mean, for, yeah, you know, we talked about this before, but home consoles in Japan, it's not a very lucrative thing to uh, be in. I mean, you can see Sony struggling, Nintendo struggling, and just wait. Just worse. wait. Just you wait. <laughs> All right. PlayStation 3, 2,549 last week. Ten point three four million altogether. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yep. Neat. <laughs> All right. Xbox One. Mm-hmm. One hundred and sixty. <laughs> last week. Yeah. Uh, Fifty-four thousand four hundred sixty-five altogether. Yeah, and I think, like you said, Ty, it's it's amazing to me how they can get these numbers down, like to the unit and just give you this information. I mean, I don't know. It's kind of interesting just to see this stuff anyway. And it's especially with the amount of precision theoretically that they're uh, giving it to us. with. Right. One thing about the Xbox being uh, a, as a projected total flop in Japan, mm-hmm. you're, if you buy one, you're not going to be totally screwed because it has no region lock. Exactly. So, yeah. So, and you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm on the fence about getting one. I mean, still a little bit expensive for me right now and um, yeah. if you get yeah. one i'll hook you up with a killer instinct code awesome yeah because i mean i probably eventually will it might be next year or something or maybe in like six to yeah maybe six to twelve months or something but there's there's a lot of games on xbox that i want to give, give it a shot yeah dude and if you have gold you get two free games a month yeah and that's actually a- well four if you have a 360 uh-huh okay it's a it's a good deal yeah i mean that's the other thing too it's like i'm already a, a member of playstation plus 
And well, it, for me, it'd just be a matter of just stretching it out, not having my renewal thing start on for my PlayStation Plus account and Xbox Gold account at the same time, because that would just be, you know, hundred, right. twenty dollars or something just yeah. gone. Here, here's a tip. Head to Amazon for your uh, Xbox Live cards. You can usually get them for 30 to 40. Right, right, right. Yeah, that's nice. And uh, unfortunately, I, I've never seen that for Nintendo related cards, but for, you know, yeah. PlayStation stuff for the PSN, uh, for the uh, PlayStation Plus stuff. I think when I first became a, P- a PlayStation Plus member, it was around Black Friday, and they had cards for like thirty bucks. Yeah, there you go. It was great, and I did that. I did that with the Xbox, also my three sixty before in the past too. So, All right. Pro tips here from some pro guys. <laughs> so. All right. MLT Pro. <laughs> Gatorade and Doritos. Your diet. Oh. Next up, Thai. Do we have yes. some fake or real ready for today? I do. Fake or real? Is it fake or real? Does this game exist or did I make it up? Fake or real? Is it fake or real? Fake or real? I do have some fake or real. I have three games for you. Okay. Cool. So before we get started, how about you go ahead and just uh, explain for the listeners if they're unfamiliar, like what this is all about and what they can do to uh, participate. Okay, uh, you can just play along at home by guessing these things before I blurt out the answer after <laughs> Danny gets it wrong. So, so you can just guess guess the opposite of what Danny does, and you get three out of three. Yeah, you'd be good. Just do that. Sometimes I have a little variations in the rules, but basically I say or describe a game, and the players have to guess if it's real or if I made it up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. So this week, it's going to be straightforward. Okay. Three three games. Can you get two out of three? Probably not. Uh, I'll try to get at least one. So. Oh, that's right. I use a random, gener- random number generator <laughs> to determine how many are fake and what order they're in. Yes. So no playing favorites here. It's just random. Yeah. Uh, a listener told me he thought he figured out a pattern. Right. And then... It's just insanity. No. <laughs> it, it, it's like the, uh, oh, what was that old game show? Was it was it Press Your Luck with mm. the whammies? Don't know. Yeah, and, and there was a, a dude in the 80s. I believe his name was Michael Larson. He, he literally figured out the pattern to the show. Wow, and cool. He, he ruined it. He destroyed it. <laughs> Watch it on YouTube. Okay. Pretty sure his name is Michael Larson, and I think the name of the game show is Press Your Luck. Okay. So, <laughs> he's the, the guy everyone uh, aspires to be. Yes, me too, but it's not going to happen. But I'll sure try. Okay, okay. Three games. You got to tell me if it's fake or real. Okay. First game. Ladies Elegant Fishing. It's pretty self-explanatory what that game is. Okay. Japanese game. Hmm. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say real. It's got to be. Got to be. Okay. You ready for the answer? I, I sure as hell hope so. I don't think you are. <laughs> okay, because I made that one up. Okay. It's, it, it just sounded like it's something that was on like PSP or something, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. No, no PSP game has any class to it whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. They're all lewd games for boys. Yeah, yeah. Or 
Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's very true. Okay. So you're zero for one. Let's see what Great you can start. do here. Great start. All right. Number two, Melty Blood. This this is a fighting game spinoff of a visual novel. Oh, man. Melty Blood. It sounds, yeah. I'm going to say fake. I mean, visual novels, I mean, that is, I wouldn't be surprised if something like this exists, but I don't think this particular one does. Okay. Final answer. Final answer. Melty Blood is not real, you say. Not real. Well, actually, it is real. <laughs> oh, man. What? I was worried it would be too popular for this to be a challenge, but you went and got it wrong anyway. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so what? what is this thing on? Uh, it's an arcade game. It's been ported to a number of systems in the past. I think I have a PS2 version. Okay. I'm, I don't remember all the platforms it's on, but you can see it in a lot of arcades still. Wow. It'll probably be on, on the multi-game uh, cabinets as well. Huh. Man, that just... Okay. It's literally called Melty Blood. I still cannot believe that name. God, has that developer made anything else of note? Damn, I forgot who developed it, but I want to say yes. Okay, I'll uh, I'll take your word for it. And the expertise of you know fighting games and arcades and obscure just Japanese anything. So. It's got its fans. Yeah, yeah. it's a pretty good game. It's had a lot of revisions wow, over the God. years, so it's got that staying power. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's see if you can go zero for three. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I was joking when I, I said you were going to go zero for three, but... I Yeah, and I know James wasn't joking when he put that in the show notes, and uh, I was it's, just... Yeah, hoping, spoilers, hoping. Danny will lose. Well, yeah, that's a given, but... He has already lost, but let's see if it's a blowout. <laughs> it's like one, two, three, you're out, get the hell out, never come back. <laughs> all right, all right. Last game, last game. This game is called... A week of Garfield. Yes, that Garfield. Okay, that Garfield? Yes, and somehow this American comic strip game came out in Japan, but did not come out in other regions because of reasons. Did this happen? Hmm. I'm going to say this did happen. This did happen. It's a thing. You sure? I know, but I'm just gonna <laughs> hope I can at least get one out of here, man. Okay, okay. I'll give you this one. It's real. Okay, thank it God. It was on so, the Famicom. Really? So what? What's the deal? Like, um, I think it was supposed to be a, a worldwide release, but there were there were licensing problems or something. Okay. So it only came out in Japan. I don't even know if anybody in Japan knows who Garfield is. Yeah, do they? I mean, well, I guess somebody has a license in Japan. <laughs> or they did. This is like Famicom. This is old yeah. Nintendo. Do, do you know I, the developer on this one either? Or are you familiar with that? No. No. I was looking at the box art earlier, but I can't. But <laughs> you have it at like your apartment? No, no. I mean, I looked oh. it up on the internet. Oh, okay. And I think I've seen it at least once in a shop, maybe. <laughs> okay. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I wonder if this is one if this is one of these rare games that's worth a lot of money. Could be. 
um, well, maybe. <laughs> All right. So you got one out of three. Not bad. Definitely not good. <laughs> but that, that's what you should expect from me. All right. So uh, listeners, hit me up on Twitter. I want to see if you got all of them right. I want to know if you cracked the code. <laughs> yes. Let, and then if you've cracked the code, send me a direct message so that I could know for the next time. So, so I don't look so bad. I can at least make myself look respectable. Yeah. Just tweet at me. Super cat drugs. That's me. We're going to go ahead and move on to some feedback. Um, actually, we got one really nice email that I think we'll go ahead and read out here. And if you ever want to have your email or tweet or anything read out here on the show, uh, you can email us at uh, thefamicast at nintendoworldreport.com. I'm sorry, famicast at nintendoworldreport.com. If you want to send us a thing on Twitter, you can send us a message there or whatever at uh, fa- thefamicast and uh, you can also leave messages and stuff in the uh, talkback threads or um, hit us up like on our personal Twitters too. That's another way you can do it. Yeah, so um, you can also do carrier pigeon. You can just like, you know, come to our houses, yes. bang on the door. Like, you're, <laughs> like we owe you money. <laughs> yes, you could definitely do that. Hey man, yeah. I like your podcast. <laughs> yeah. I, might, I might invite you in for a beer. <laughs> and hope I don't end up being murdered after the fact. So this email comes from uh, Philip Anderson, and Philip says, Hello, Famicast. I'm visiting Japan in September, and I'll be spending five days in Tokyo. There's an overwhelming amount to do in Tokyo. I was hoping to narrow a few things down. In personal experience, what are some of the places that you have enjoyed the most in Tokyo, and what specifically, as a gamer, would you recommend I see or do? Love, Philip. Okay, he didn't say love, but... um, He said he loves the show. He did say that, okay. Uh, Ty, um, what would you have to say? Well, first and foremost, you know, everybody says go to Akihabara, and they're not wrong. Yeah. Uh, Hit up up the shops, hit up the game centers. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, that's about all there is to it. Uh, There's a lot of places to get little trinkets and stuff. Like, Mm -hmm. go ahead and, like, browse through, like, these stores full of figurines. They make good uh, souvenirs. There's some creepy ones in there too, but you know that just comes with the territory. Yeah, yeah. Be careful about going up too many floors in the <laughs> shops. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, it just it gets younger and younger and just yeah. weirder and weirder. So yeah. uh, be careful. He um, said September. Yeah, there, there may be some events happening in September. Yeah, I mean, into some events. I mean, obviously, you know, Tokyo Game Show is happening um, the middle of the month, I think 17th, 18th, 19th, 20th, something like that. Um, so if you're in and around, you know, Tokyo, and you then get your ass back out to Chiba and you can go to uh, the Tokyo Game Show. It's, you know, it's, it's a bit far from the actual Tokyo proper, but you can make it out there. And um, I haven't went as like a public person for a long time, so I really don't remember. I think you can just buy tickets at the gate, right? 
Yes. I think you can save like two bucks by getting them at a kiosk or online. Yeah. But I mean, if you don't know any Japanese or anything. Yeah. I mean, it's only two bucks difference. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you're in town for Tokyo game show, I mean, yeah, try to go there. Yeah. Might be fun. If not, there may be some other events going on. Oh yeah. I mean, like one of my fighting game regulars is going mm -hmm. on in September. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I mean, pretty much, I uh, pretty much same same thing Ty said. I mean, there's a lot of cool game stores. Obviously, you want to check out Super Potato. It's really cool. Um, not too hard to find, really, either. I mean, I would suggest maybe mapping stuff out before you go out. Um, there's also some, I mean, Super Potato is cool and it has a lot of cool stuff, but sometimes they're a little bit overpriced. I'd say... Yeah, and a little bit touristy, if you know what I mean. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. But I think it's still worth it to go there. But if, yeah. you, if you're looking for some good deals on like some retro games, always check out like uh, bookstores and stuff. Uh, oh yeah, a, book off. Yeah, etc. Exactly. There's a bookstore in Akiba and actually all over Japan, depending on where you're staying. Big, if you're it's not a big family. chain. Yeah, I mean, it, go there. They have tons of like used games and stuff from all sorts of different eras. That's a good one. Um, I think it's there's a store called Trader. Um, you know, you know yeah. that one, Ty? Yeah, I do. I found my 64 disc like, like like three to five shops in, uh, like on the Akivara Strip. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, th yeah, th that's a really good place for finding stuff. I found my 64 DD there three years ago, um, like 250 bucks. If you're into such things, I am. Um, mm -hmm. But, yeah, there's cool stuff like that. There's You can go to a maid cafe if you want. It's The food's lousy and the girls aren't that cute, but give it a shot if you want to. <laughs> um yeah, and if you know if you have any further questions or anything, you could always uh, send us a direct tweet or something like that around the time when you're here. I mean, the hell, depending on my schedule, I might even be in Tokyo or something. So uh, yeah, give us a shout on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, and uh, we'll you know again, well if you want to do that, I'm at Danny Biv, and then you know uh, Mr. Cat Drugs himself, Super Cat Drugs, on the Twitters. So um, yeah, Phil, I hope you're you have a good time and. Uh, you know, post stuff on Twitter or wherever, or even just send us an email tell, telling us about your uh, visit to Japan and how it went. Yes. Cool. All right. Well, I think... That's going to about do it for the show here today. Um, yeah, so that, that's pretty much going to do it. Um, Ty, thank you for coming on in the middle of the day here. Uh, My pleasure. And, uh, well, I, I hope you saw me tipping that whiskey bottle. Oh, was it a whiskey bottle? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's been one of those days. Okay, yeah, I thought about it. I'm just drinking juice right now. But, um, Cannon <clears throat> juice? <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> get to that point but um, yeah and then for James uh, you know I thank him for coming on earlier and then like I said next week or next week next time uh, Cyrus is probably going to be back we're probably going to have a whole crew so you can look forward to that um, yeah that's going to do it for Famicast 63 again Ty thanks for coming on man oh my pleasure as always yep and we will see you guys next time Him.